You just told me you're Are you ready to start today, blue. baby? Are you ready to go? Who put the leggings on this man's arms? Look at him. Look at the sweat stains, bro. God. We have like the exact same jeans on today. Nah, B. Rook. I pay for the fade. You know what I realized yesterday? You look like your car. Yo, am I right? <laughs> I look like my truck. You look like your truck. You think my truck like fits my personality? Yes. Like it's the, a truck, the it's rails, it's like your it's like it almost looks like your hair pushed back. Yo, I am a Nissan Frontier. <laughs> I swear to God. Bro, Tony looks like his truck. <laughs> Cause I am a truck, but I'm just a little truck. I'm not a, a big wee truck. truck. Right. <laughs> Do I look like my truck? People's dogs or the owner, uh, um, they assume the look. Always looks like their dog. Yeah, you're definitely like Brock you always look Brock. like your dog. You're Brock. He if looks Brock like Brock is a human. If he like had one wish and he was like, yeah. I wish to be human, he'd just be you. Dump truck ass and all. <laughs> so like every night I let him out back to go pee, <laughs> and he always comes flying in, and I have the door open for him, and I was on the phone, so I wasn't paying attention. Dude, bro, he ran top speed. Boom! Downstairs? Downstairs. Oh my god. I open the door, he's like <laughs> <laughs> sneezing and shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. He was in pain. Let's okay. talk about that. Yo, B-Mom's getting better, bro. This guy, Let's this talk guy, about I thought you. he was good. We haven't even seen his final form. Nah, bro. Mob is he like Goku and shit. Infinite potential. Potential. Potential? Exponentially Prudential? infinite potential. Prudential. Let's get our song going. Let's talk about that, baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about you and me. me. Let's talk about That's all, all we the got. good debt and the bad debt. <laughs> all right, fellas, we are on podcast number 11. 11. I used to like the number 11 when I played sports because I'm so good I need two number ones on my shirt. Oh, that's a bar. Bars. <laughs> Spitting. That was fire. You I like that? that yeah, my dad taught me it. Thanks, Dad. Shout out, Glenn. Shout uh, out, Glenn. Podcast episode 11. We're back. Like the usual, every Wednesday, baby, it drops on Thursday every week. Y'all. Never going to miss one again. Uh, and today, we're talking about... Debt, baby. The good debt, the bad debt. If you don't know about it, you better find out. You better be about it. Yeah. Big figgity flat Debt is huge. Let's go. What do you want to start with? What is debt? Right? So, yeah, we got to explain it first, right? Uh, debt, very simply, is... You take a loan out for something and it costs you money, whether it's m most of them are monthly or quarterly or yearly. It's something that you have to service that thing with payments of some sort, whether it's monthly, quarterly, or yearly, but it's something that you got to fucking pay and there's nothing you're going to do about Over it. Over time, you owe money, motherfucker. Got to nope. pay it's it back. Debt against your name. It is your net worth is in the negative. Now, Zach. That sounds pretty bad. That sounds bad. I don't want debt. D-E-B-T is a bad word. But I noticed you said there's good and bad debt. Correct. What is good debt? Well, <laughs> good and bad. Uh, good and bad and everything. I don't, think, I don't think debt's black and white. Like, I think for some people, there could be... Uh, it's like a spectrum. Yeah. How I think of it. Correct. But go on. That's Tell a me good about point. It. That's a good point. Oh, it is it, like a it's spectrum. for sure, and I'm going to go into that. Okay. So, debt, well, first let me say this, 99.99999% of people are going to get into debt in their life at some point. shout out Hitler. Maybe like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on, go. 99.99% uh, of people are going to get into some form of debt, like whether it's a house, a car, student loan, uh, those are like the big ones. You can't survive without it. 
You really can't. When I was younger, it's I always said to myself, rare. I was like, yo, fuck debt and credit. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to pay for everything. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Dude, it's impossible. You can't. It's impossible. You can't. So, same with credit. Like, that same thing. Credit and debt is kind of like the same context, just in different ways. But uh, if you don't control it and you don't understand the game, it's going to control and understand you. Like, it's going to... uh, You're you're either going to leverage debt the right way or you're going to leverage it the wrong way and it's going to take control of your life. And credit. The United States of America... Has leveraged debt the wrong way. <laughs> we're in like oh, twenty nine trillion dollars. We're fucked. We're the worst out yeah. of everyone, it's and like we're we the, and the credit score means everything to Americans. The, the better your credit score, the better you are able to utilize debt to your advantage, yeah. right? So like yep. anyone can go into debt. Yep. Like if you have bad credit, you can go get a car loan for twenty six percent. But if you Correct. build your credit properly, um, which you have to go into debt to do. Yep. Um, you'll be able to utilize your debt to make more money or to just not get fucked so hard when you do go into debt. Uh, the better your credit, I mean, this is pretty obvious. It's elementary shit, but, like, you, you got to start for with your credit. Yeah, that's true. Not for everybody. You got to start Some people are just told credit. as a kid, like, debt's bad. Don't get into debt. Yeah. You know? The, the better your debt... belief. No, the better your credit, the... Less shitty your debt. I won't even say the Correct. better your debt because uh, <laughs> it's all it's shit wall to wall, really. It's. I mean, listen. There's the guy I was listening to yesterday was saying how like to a degree debt is good and like when you're when you're buying real estate, let's say you're a real estate investor, leveraging and refinancing here and putting it over here and you're using that debt. But also at some point, bro, debt can even if you're making money from it. It's also, a, there's a risk factor and there's a non-peace of mind when you have debt against your name. Right. You know what I mean? Like, even if you have $30 million in assets and you have $9 million in debt against them, you have to think about it as it's also a risk and a, and a non-peace of mind. Like, you know that you have $9 million right. you owe to the bank, even if it's good debt, you know? Right. So to some degree, good debt can still be scary and risky and bad. At the end of the day, debt, good debt anyway, when you're using it, you can, the only good thing about it is it's a growing tool. You can use it to grow your business. Correct. Like even fucking the biggest guy ever, what's his name? Your favorite dude who's got Grant all the properties. Cardone. Grant Cardone. Like he has tons of debt. Oh my and God. And it's great, bro. but it's only good for growing. Yeah. If he had all the properties he wanted and wasn't growing anymore, yeah. he wouldn't want debt anymore. Yeah. Then you want to eliminate your debt. He makes a good point though. Like he says, he was like in the beginning, he got fucked. A bank closed down, and he owed the bank like, uh, uh, like fifty million or something like that. Oh, shit. And the bank came after him, saying that the the bank got bought out, I think, by somebody else. And they had an agreement in there saying, you know, you were gonna owe us a fifty million. They were like, dude, you need to give us fifty million now. And now, daddy's worth whatever, and he's got like a billion dollars in debt. Right. He's like, it's no longer my. If something happens, it's no longer they come after me, and they don't. It's not my problem. He's like, it's the bank's problem with a billion dollars. He's yeah. like, they're, they're going to work with me and walk and want to talk to me. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's true. He's become so big that <laughs> it's in, in their best interest for him to succeed. I know. <laughs> or they're fucked. Yeah. But let's get let's try to explain it to some people. I'm sure you have a billion examples of your fucking statistics. Well, listen. The what's, easiest... a, what's a good debt and what's a bad debt with examples? All right. So simply put, if, you, if you've listened to anyone, very easy examples. Bad debt is something that's a liability that's not making you money 
when you get the into debt with it. So a car payment, a car, you buy a luxury car. It all it does is cost you money every month yes. to service it. Yep. It doesn't give you much return on it. It doesn't give like. There's nothing that good that really comes out of a car other than if A to B. Buy it brand new, it depreciates Correct. as soon depreciates as it comes like off the crazy. lot. Yep. Now sure. there is this is where I think there's a spectrum, right? And I'm gonna try and do this on every one you yep. every example you but give, was, right? Yeah. A car. You go buy, like, here's the bad side of the spectrum, good side. A car, everyone says, Yeah, that's a bad debt. Well, it depends. Did you go just go buy a Lamborghini for looks and it dropped in value as soon as you took it off the lot? Okay, you're all the way on this side of the spectrum. You're not yep. making money. Or a work truck. Did you buy a Ford Raptor? Exactly. That saved me 30 grand on my taxes. But even better, are you actually using it for work? Is yeah. it making you money? Yeah. Like people think buying a car, the nicer the car, the better. Like, no, bro. Go get something cheap that's lightly used, gonna hold value for you. Try and get in the middle of the spectrum as much as you can on a car. Cause for most people, using your car is not gonna make you money. Correct. It'll allow you to get to your job. Correct. So you got to think of everything that you purchase and any debt that you take on as, is this going to fuck me over time? Um, yes, it is. Any debt's going to fuck you, but how hard are you going <laughs> to let it fuck you? You got to not go for One that. One finger, two fingers, right. a fist. We're at a fist over here. You got a couple fingers, which is sometimes nice. And then over here, you know, you're doing the fucking. <laughs> so you just got to look at any debt you take on as how <clears throat> am I going to make this Debt as least impactful on my wallet as I can. Yeah. But go on. What's an, what's another example? Like Abe, bro, he's never lost money on cars because all the cars he buys, right. he buys them for under what he what they're worth. Drives right. them for six months, yeah. sells them, and makes six grand. Out. I have lost the minimal amount. Well, my uncle's a car a dealer, cars, so he so. gives me a fucking great deal. Shouts out, yeah. Uncle Steven, Mag Auto, go get him. Um, but every time I buy a truck, I don't go buy. I didn't buy that thing new. Yeah. I bought it used. I fucking paid decent money for it, like mm -hmm. nothing crazy. And when I go and sell it, I'm not going to lose my ass on it. Let me say this too. God damn it. I don't have a big payment on it. Let me say this. Talking about what's the difference. I think a house, the house you live in, is an asset and bad debt at the same time. Because the house you live in, you have equity in most of the time. And it yep. is an asset yep. to a degree. But it's also bad debt because it's a liability and you have to pay it every single month. And 30, I looked up this stat. Here's a statistic. Number one for the day. 30% of the average person in America, 30% of their wealth is fixed inside their home. So if they are worth a million dollars between their stocks and all that kind of shit, yeah. $300,000 of that is just money, equity in their Held home. Held up in their house. Which is not good, bro. It's not no when it's your home. It's bad debt because you really can't leverage that to a degree. Yeah, yeah you, you can. You if can, you're smart, you can you take out a, it and things like no, that. A line of credit, a home equity line of credit. That That's smart too. debt. But that doesn't. If you're build, using the money, my right. point is, hold up. My point is that that won't build wealth because you have a nice house with a lot of equity in it. Does not make you rich. Right, but let's talk about the spectrum again. Right, your house, I would say, is in the middle. Because no matter what, you need shelter. You need yeah. to sleep somewhere. Yeah. You ain't doing it for free. Yeah. On the other, the, the worst end of the spectrum, you have a lease. You rent your house. And all that money, you just, every time you pay for your rent, whatever you're renting, yeah. you're never getting that money back. At yeah. least it goes from a fist <laughs> to just two fingers, right? Yeah. Like yeah. when you have a house, yeah, I heard someone say that's bad Bad debt because you're not making money back on it. It is, it's not 
good debt, but it's better debt than the alternative. And it doesn't get better than that when it comes to housing yourself. There's no option where you just, unless you own a house outright. Yeah. But then like that's stupid. You you should never buy a that, house. Yeah, your then all that money, let's say like you said, a $300,000 house. Now your money's tied up. Like Dave Ramsey's point of you should wait and buy that house cash and all that kind of shit. But the whole point of that it, you just lost 10 years of opportunity costs. If you're saving 10 Well, no, not grand, necessarily. If, hold up. If you're saving let's say 20 grand a year, let's say you're making good money and you're saving 20, 50 grand a year. Yeah. It takes 8 years so you could buy that house all cash. And now you've purchased your house all cash, $350,000 house in all cash. But you just lost 10 years of renting and opportunity costs and the equity you could have built in the home and all that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, but then you take out a line of credit against the house that you own. Yeah, but it took 10 years of you Oh, paying. to build the money up. Okay, yeah, yeah I got you. I got like, you. That's the, his whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, so then if, if that's the case, if you don't have the money to put out, you get a mortgage. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That's my point. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's true. It's true, dude. Listen, a whole the whole thing of a bank is the most mind-boggling fucking. It's fucking bullshit. Thing on the planet, and we are so normalized to shit. But a bank is the most corrupt thing in the world. The whole world. Like, yeah, it is a great service and it's a great tool that people could use. If again, if you understand it, but bro, you give them all your money. They give you point zero one percent back. If you want to go take that money, they don't even have it. They just give it to other people and loan it out. And they make 10, 15, 20, 30% on it over the years. And just, you give, the, like, there's $50 billion in the bank. And they go make 10% on it. Right. And they give you 0.01 because you gave them money. If that, right. Like, think about doing that to a friend, a person. I give scum, you 10 man. grand. Every bank. You use it and make 20 grand and you give me back 10 bucks. Here we go. Here's my spectrum. <laughs> Over here, we got five stars. Banks are bad. Over here, we got a fist. Banks, even the best bank, I'm giving them three fingers. Yeah, dude. Banks are fucking Are they giving bad. us three fingers? Now, there is a level of security, and, you, you know, you leave you leave your cash in your house, mold's going to get it, the fucking fire is going to happen. You're, it's not a lot of security, right. and that's why debt comes into play. I mean, it With is good, good debt, which is real estate, yeah. stocks, things of that <clears throat> nature that you can leverage and make money from. It is good for the economy, banks. Because they're taking the money and they're recirculating it rather than you just having it, like you said, sitting in the walls of your house or in a safe where it's not serving you. You know what's better for the economy, though? You putting it in an investment property. Yeah, but scared. It in stock people market. are scared. That's why they just leave their money in the bank. I know. Fuck, I'm not, I'm not uh, innocent to that. So I leave money in the bank, and I shouldn't. Nobody should. Yeah. You should be utilizing it and doing something with it. But that sense of security is huge. Dude, that's what they do. They make crazy money on yeah. their money. Like that, it's, they're worth hundreds of billions of dollars because the of that. Because you know what I think is even worse? You think banks are bad? The whole credit system is so fucked. The way you build your credit is by making minimum payments. Yeah. You know what else making minimum payments does? It keeps those fingers in your ass <laughs> as long as possible. There's because, a lot of fingers in ass this episode. Yeah. We're gonna have to change. What happened our... last night, too? Did you like? <laughs> you want to talk about it? <laughs> well, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm extra bubbly today. Um, but credit itself, like when I first started, I remember I was like 18 years old, and me and Vito wanted to buy a house, and he was like, "All right, we got to start by building your credit." And I was like, "All right." I started researching how to do it, and it was like the best way to build your credit is to take out loans and make the minimum payment, which is essentially just take out loans and pay as much interest as possible. 
as possible. At the end of the day, that's what you have to do to build your credit. Yeah. And you have to take out, you did a bunch of research on this shit yeah. lately. You have to have, yeah, well, you know, to have a great credit score like, like 800, you have to have, what is it, like 24 have, if, lines if of credit have, open you, and closed? To have a perfect credit score, you have to have a minimum of, I think it's 19. It's insane. Accounts open. I still have Whether not that's had through accounts. Loans or credit cards right. or whatever. Going and getting a Best Buy accounts. credit card to pay for to a, have computer, a perfect credit going score. Going to Bob's Furniture and getting yep. a loan for your furniture, yep. which is a good tool, I think, because they usually do that like 12 month free financing. So you're actually not paying uh, interest on that's that type of shit. to do. There's a lot of hacks to build your credit now. But like, dude, having good credit is so fucking important. It's oh unbelievable. God. It is. The amount of money. You can A, save, and B, make having good credit is insane. Like, insane. I could go to American Express right now and get a $200,000 loan, guaranteed. No problem for a business loan or whatever else I want. Guaranteed. They send me fucking things every All month. All the time. Like, that is so powerful. If I can get that 200 grand, bro, if you at, need it. even at 6 7 8%, that's inflation right now. It's free. Yeah. It's yeah. free, and I can go make money on it. And any percentage I make on it is making me money because they're loaning to me at 7% and inflation 7%. So 200 grand in my account is net zero anyway. Right. You know what I mean? And actually, 200 my grand is negative the other way because they give me 0 0.01 on it. So they don't give me no fucking money <laughs> for it being in my goddamn account. Right. And this is why I like real estate so much better than stocks. And, you know, you go to, per like, my... my uh, Financial advisor always tells me, yeah, but the the uh, the stock market will net you 10% every year, guaranteed you don't have to do it or worry about it or whatever. Yes, but in order for me to gain money in the stock market, if I want to gain 10% on 100 grand, I have to put, I have to get 100 grand and put it in. If I want to own a real estate property that's $100,000 worth, I only got to put down 10 grand, right. 20 grand. Right. So I can control an asset worth way more money with leverage and good debt. Right. You know what I mean? Where the stock market, things like that. Yes, you're going to make good money. And I think you should have a even balance between both. But I think real estate's a much better investment because Fuck you can yeah. leverage that money and have it get so much more. You get cash flow from it. You get cost segregation of the, of the, uh, uh, of the asset from it. You get tax write-offs. You get appreciation of the asset. You get all kinds of shit in real estate. Where in stocks... On paper, you're rich. Elon Musk is very rich on paper. On paper, right. And it's all on paper. That's but it's thing. a lot of it's on paper. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I like Grant Cardone so much, and I'm so about what he does. Because, listen, he gets a couple million dollars to hit his account every fucking month. Yeah. Like clockwork. Yeah. Where all these big, rich guys that have stocks, they don't get that money. Right. Everything he has is tangible. Yeah. Where if fucking Putin gets mad at us and sends an EMP <laughs> over here, Elon Musk's there goes money your net worth. is imaginary. There goes but, your net worth. So that is like big, big, big to me. Like that's yeah. why I'm so fruitful in real estate because I want the cash flow. I want the appreciation. I want to be able to leverage that debt and all the fucking things that come with it, the tax write-off, the all that kind of shit. Yeah. If I take a, a $200,000 and put it in a, an index fund, I don't get a tax write-off. You get no tax write-off. Really? Unless it's, a, unless it's into a retirement account. Yeah. Unless it's into an IRA or a 401k. And then you can't touch that money till 65 Jesus. So that's not fucking smart either. Imagine you're not allowed to touch your own money. <laughs> it's so, Everything's so wild the way that they, that we've become normalized to what they do. Right. And if we just, if people would just educate themselves, you can do what they're doing without That's them. it. 
You could be a bank. Right. <laughs> Grant really Cardone can. is a bank. He runs syndicates. People give him money for his real estate. He puts in a real estate for them, and he gives them a check every month. You know? That's what all these big syndicators do by big properties. And I think that's a much better way to put to put your money somewhere than to leave it in a bank account. Yeah. Money's not money has no value unless it's used or spent. So money in your account is literally just security. Until it's used, it it's means a placeholder. nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a placeholder of value. So here I got a question for you. Shoot, baby. I is, got time. Is a student loan debt? Is student loans good or bad? Back to the spectrum. I don't think it's good or bad. Nothing's black and white, right? If, you're, if you went to school to become a doctor and you paid, I don't know, rough numbers, you paid $100,000 for your education, but then you made it back the first year and you paid off your debt, good debt, great. Okay. If you went to college to try it because everyone in your fucking life told you you need to go to college and you put yourself in $60,000 worth of debt and then you finish and you didn't even fucking decide what you wanted to do, that's an awful debt. The worst debt, if you ask me, because now you have this $60,000 debt, which is going to be probably closer to 180k by the time you're done paying it oh, off. Oh, yeah, with an 8% interest rate and shit. You have to pay it off. There's no way around it. Um Unless you die, which is probably a better option at that point. Yep. <laughs> um, Seriously. But you can't, that money is just against you. It's, it's working against you in every way. You're going to be scared to go back to college and do what you really want to do now because you, you're so afraid of that fucking debt that you incurred. Dude, people pay off student loan for 20 years, 30 it's crazy, years. Crazy, crazy And you ready? This is why student loan almost always to me is bad debt. Because if you file bankruptcy... You still have to pay. You don't. It doesn't yeah, go away. Don't it's go away. one of the only debts and loans that so no matter fucked. what you do, it's there. Make sure It'll you go to never, ever, ever go away. And that, what I was talking about before, that risk factor, that peace of mind factor, that cloud over your head, that is fucking scary to me. Yeah. Like if I got student loan debt, bro, I wouldn't. I would not eat food to pay off that debt because yeah. I need to get rid of that shit fast. And people are so encouraged to go get it. It's the most encouraged. And it's the easiest attainable debt to get. Yeah. It's insane. I want to go to college. Oh, right. yeah. Here's 100 grand. Why don't you go? Here. Oh, here's 100 grand. Oh, you're 18 years old. You've never experienced the real world. And you <laughs> think you know what you want to do because you've thought about it for a year. Yep. You've never even tried it. But you're going to take on $100,000 worth of debt to go. No Find problem. out. Find you know out that you hate it. I want a $4,000 car. Can you give me a loan? Four grand. I want a car. Bank. Fuck you. You're Fuck 18. You, yeah. Like seriously, <laughs> it's or to go start a business. The easiest debt to get in the world. Everybody has it, yeah. or everybody that goes to college usually <clears> gets <throat> it. You know what I mean? They just hand it out like candy. The and game it's is rigged. The people. worst debt. The, in the game world. is rigged. It's an astronomical amount of number. How much debt we're in as a student loan compared to other things? Yeah. Um. All right. And back on the topic we were on before. I from I I wanted to say about the housing and I forgot. So. I don't know what to call it. I heard it from this guy, Alex Hormazi, who's fucking shout out. This guy is amazing to listen to. Uh, he called it the half and half, which is a lot of times when we want to go buy something, let's say, AKA our dream house, we try to, we try to rationalize it in our head by saying, well, I'm going to buy my dream house, but I'm also going to make it a good investment at the same time. And then we end up getting a, Eh, mediocre at best investment and not our dream house. So if you're going to do something like that, 
you should, if you can't afford the dream house you want, then you need to go make more investments to afford that dream house. Right. But at the time, when you go to buy that dream house, it should have nothing to do with the investment side. You should just go fucking buy the dream house that you want. Yeah. And if you can't buy that $3 million dream house, then don't buy it. And go make right, more investments like till you can afford it. Stop stick trying to one to, yeah. or the other. Don't try. And we make do that it. in so many things in yeah. life. We try to half and half it. Well, I'm we kill two birds at one stone. Right. Well, then I'm gonna do that. But if I can make it this at the same time, I'll rationalize it more and I'll do it before I really should. Right. You know what I mean? I kind of do that in a way. I think because like lot I, maybe of I don't so much though because like I'm at that point. I'm 30. Like yeah. I should have a house. But I don't want to buy one because I'd rather put my money into something that makes money. Correct. So I've kind of lived by that. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to pay rent to someone anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do pay rent right now. And I, you know, I say it to everyone, don't fucking pay rent. Go house hack. Go buy something and then have somebody. Well, we're trying else to, pay. and we got fucking outbid. I know the market is so fucking insane right now. We got a house and then the next day they went and someone else. We got an accepted offer. And the next day, someone came in and offered like five thousand dollars more. And no inspection, all cash off, and basically yeah. told us to go fuck ourselves. Yep, as we would have to anyone else. After our <laughs> not, yeah, exactly. After our nine fucking uh, offers we put in, we finally get one, and we get right in the butt. Boop, fingers in the booty. Fingers in there. Um, what else you got? But did you, we go over? Oh, did did we touch on any good debts? Yeah, we did. I mean, rental property, housing. The the a lot of like you'll hear rich people. You've, they talk about all the time how rich people pay no taxes and shit. Really, the, the real answer to why rich people pay no taxes is because a lot of their money is held up in stocks and they don't actually become more cash rich every year. It's it's untaxable gains. If you don't take the money out of the market, you don't pay taxes on it. So people always say like the rich pay no taxes. It's because they didn't really get that much more cash rich in and the, the year. money they spend is good debt. And then correct. Because you could have, let's say you have $100,000 in investments you can borrow against that at 50 percent. and then when when you get to a serious level like if you're talking you got a couple million in index funds or things like that you got seven eight nine ten million you could a borrow lot of a million of take, it. and it's untaxable correct because it's a debt because it's a debt. so debt that's a really good debt but that's a tricky debt listen if you can utilize it correctly correct. You gotta be asterisk on you can't it. Do fucking that, everything yeah. we say. You should not do that at fifty thousand dollars in your fucking no, Robinhood no account, unless you have Terrible a twenty-five thousand dollar investment. That's gonna be a fucking. That's gonna have a huge turnaround for you. Then yes, you should. Asterisk on everything, bro. If you can put that money in like a low cost, oh, if you could put that money in a low cost index fund and have it at whatever, if you could put five hundred thousand dollars in a low cost index fund. Take a loan out against that and buy real estate with it or something. That could be pretty. That could be really how you manipulate money and leverage it. Yeah. Because now you own this asset, and it's still growing every year, and you have the money there. And then you took debt out against it and bought another asset with that same money. Now the volume of that one two hundred fifty thousand dollars just spread to two You're things. Making and it's making a lot better of money. And better. It's moving you know? up the spectrum. Fingers you know? are coming out of your butt. Oh, the all the fingers up. are out of your butt. Every <laughs> finger. That's the butthole is nice and fucking tight like oh, that, man. bro. Uh, you're also scared though. Funny part is, by the time the you're old scary. and you get all the fingers out of your ass, your ass don't work right anymore. <laughs> when you're 65 and they tell you you can retire, you've had so many fingers in your ass. You now wonder you're why dying they sell, seven years you later. You wonder why they sell adult diapers. Fucking seriously. Well, on another note, what do we got next there, Zachy? I uh, 
I think there's one, there's one key factor that literally is a difference between wealthy people and poor people or middle class. So I think right now I looked at it the other day. I forgot the exact number, but like 83% or 73% or something up there of people in America are in the middle class. So they make between forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. They're above poverty and below four hundred thousand dollars. I'm a calling year. that lower middle class. Well, that is lower middle class. Then the middle class is like a hundred, two hundred. Then upper middle class is like three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. But if you make less than four hundred thousand dollars a year and more than forty thousand dollars a year, I think it is, you're considered middle class. Okay. And the only difference between the middle class and the rich is literally one thing. I'll let you try to take a guess what it is before I before I say it. One thing that differentiates people. Everyone has liabilities. Starting their own. Everyone's got assets. Utilizing got money. your money to make more money, probably. Almost, yeah, it, but it's like, kind of correct. But, but like, here's the thing. there's so many different ways you can roll that, like buying properties. I know. Or purchasing a business. Oh, they don't or, use their own or, money. That's what it is. No, that's a big one too. But it's a degree of that. But it's more simple. It's All like, right, what is it? To, to compartmentalize it, it's literally everyone has liabilities, assets, expenses, things like that. The rich people, instead of going, instead of I think this might be your. Uh, New internship. Instead of going from money made to liabilities or expenses, you put one thing in the middle. Money made, buy assets with it that pay you, and then spend all your money on expenses and liabilities. Okay, so if yeah. you just, before you buy the expense and before you buy the liability, if you could just buy an asset and then let that pay for it, you okay. have literally completely So in layman's terms, right? People are making their money. Let's say you made 50k this year, yep. and instead of putting their money towards something that's making them more money, they are spending more money on the things they need their expenses. Cuz no matter how rich you are, you always have expenses and liabilities. Everyone right. has assets, liabilities. Right, but you can fill either bucket. You can yeah. either put more of your money into your expenses, which is buying a bigger house, buying a nicer car, buying nicer Correct. clothes. Or you can still continue driving your shitty car yeah. with your shitty clothes and putting your money into a place where it comes back to you. Correct. Okay. You still fund that lifestyle. You just put one thing in the middle, a couple more years of work or whatever you want to call it. You buy the asset first, and, and then you live off the fucking cash flow right. and the asset, and then you're rich. So one is circulating your yeah. money back to you, yeah. and the other one is... I'll call it stuck in the loop, but it's not a loop because yeah. it's a one-way street yeah. and your fucking money's coming out of your pocket. Assets to liabilities, or sorry, money made to liabilities or money made assets and liabilities. And you have literally completely changed your fucking life. Yeah. Because if your Except assets the, fund your lifestyle- right. the assets feed back correct. into your money made. Like there's people that, like my first year in Solar Bro, I made 99 grand Woo! and I spent- all of the money. Like, <laughs> at the end of the year, I was like 3000 in my bank account. Like, I never made money before, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to spend crazy money. But what better am I if you made 30 k a year and you have 20 k in your account? Right. You are more rich than me. Right. So at the end of the day, like, no matter how much money you make, if you're not putting it in the shit that's going to help pay for you, if this job, if this asset or if this um, job goes away or the way you're making money goes away... You don't have something right here to replace your liabilities and your expenses. You're dead broke again. Right. If you lose, like, the only thing between you and poverty is a job. Yeah. And if that is that's your only thing, you can get broke really quick. Yeah.
you're gonna get broke really really fast you know and a good example of what you just said too like you know people not spending their money on things that make them more money is just something that reminded me of is like this i don't know i saw it on some type of social media but it was like louis vuitton right who were their biggest customers we think that these rich people who have tons of money are their their biggest clientele or the the largest portion of people who buy their products but it's not it's people who can't really afford that shit who are taking this money that they should be putting into something that makes them more money and instead they're buying like i said nicer things and they're fucking spending all their cash on these nice purses these designer clothes and like it just it's funny to me that it's the people who can't fucking really afford it afford that it. are buying it that's who it's marketed yeah. to yeah. to make them feel like they're successful when really you're just throwing your fucking money away to look at um, little off point, but it's I think it's important for people to think about that type of shit. Like stop spending your money on dumb shit that's not gonna make you more money. Unless you buy a one of a kind purse that's gonna appreciate in value over time. But who the fuck is doing that? Yep. And it gets much easier to make money when you got money. That's uh yeah. A big thing Hell that yeah. I think is overlooked in debt and credit and all that stuff. It gets much easier. Like, like in let's say you'd only make you only have 30K in your account, right? And you're going to go buy a piece of real estate and all you have is 30K and the down payment's 25K and then the closing costs are 3K and you have $2,000 left. It's so much harder for a person to go and do that. So I think you need to exhaust whatever avenue you're making money in first before you go and like, like I own a business, right? Or I run a sales team. You shouldn't make money and take that money and put it right into assets. You should take that money you're making first and fill up this beast to make the money you're making bigger before you go put it in assets. Does that make sense? Okay. So yes. if I'm making 100 grand a year, but I know Andrew, a guy on our, our team can make a million doing what I'm doing, I need to take that money first <clears throat> and re-put it back into his business. Most jobs, to that, max you can't this even out. do that though. Most jobs, you can't do that. Correct. Like, that's how are you? The, that's imagine you work downfall. at Starbucks. No yeah. matter how much money you fucking saved, you can't reinvest it into your job yeah. to make more money. Yeah. Which sucks. It's very bad. Listen, I, I, I have strong opinions on it, but I think the only way to really make good money and like, there's no job that's going to pay you and give you the lifestyle you want to live. It's just, it's a fact. Jobs are great, and I have nothing against someone having a job, but there's, just about zero jobs that are going to give you the Closer lifestyle you want, right. where you're going to make good money, you're going to have free time, you're going to have a good life. Bro, yeah, okay, you want to argue with me? You're going to be on Wall Street and make $5 million. You work from fucking 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. You're stressed all fucking day. Right. You commute in traffic. Your life fucking sucks, okay? You're not wealthy. Three fingers. Yeah. That's, a whole, that, that's like all the fingers, bro. <laughs> that's a fucking legging. <laughs> oh, well, we got one here. So <laughs> there's only really two ways to have that lifestyle, and it's sales or a business owner. That's it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Or uh, you could be an investor, well, business, which is kind of I'm going to say owner. business owner. But, or a 1099 but you employee. Can make, you most can make 1099 employee jobs, you, happy. you can reinvest your money into yourself, yes. I would think. I mean, yeah, we're all 1099, and we can. Yeah. But my point is just you, should, you shouldn't immediately focus on another thing. As soon as you start making money, I think you should tap out yeah, maximize whatever avenue the potential. You're in yeah, like if you only got ten in. grand in your account, don't go try to buy real estate. Take the ten grand and make yourself better. So instead of earning a hundred grand, you now earn two hundred grand. Like right. the best investment you can make is in yourself to get better skills, get better personal development, get all that stuff. Because right. the ten grand in real estate 
is going to give you an 8% return on your money, but the 10 grand spent back in yourself and now you make 300 grand, that's a whole lot better investment. And you oh, have yeah. skill sets that are that can't right. be taken away, you know? Right. Um, and that you don't have to pay for. Correct. Well, unless you pay crazy for your education. Yeah. All right. Closing thoughts? Um, I got mine. You got any? Shoot. What's yours? The bet? The bet? Yeah, that's gonna that's coming up. That's the next thing I'm gonna say. The first thing I'm gonna say is closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. I heard this yesterday and I'm still mind fucked by it. And I've always known it, but just the way he said it was so like it hit it hit my brain in a whole different way than I've ever heard it. <laughs> I was baffled when he said it. So we baffled. live in this game. We have a game of life, right? We we're in this game of life that everyone's trying to be happy about and do the things they want, whatever, right? He compared it to a casino. So we live in, if our life was a casino, right? And yeah. we lived in the game, the, the life of the, the game of the casino. You go into the casino, everyone gets chips. We're all given our chips. You could value those chips as money. You can value those chips as happiness, Time. as whatever you want, right? Yeah. Time, whatever those chips are. We all go to the casino and some people, I build up more chips. You build up less chips. Some people have no chips. Some people have fucking 80% of the chips. But at the end of the day, that game, you play, you play, you play. The guy comes up on your shoulder. The Grim Reaper, he says, let's go, bud. You're done playing a game. All the chips go to the middle. You leave, and somebody else takes those chips and start playing. The house that we're buying as an investment, 18 people owned it before us. They yeah. all had their chips in the game. Right. So at the end of the day, all the chips go back into the center of the table by everyone at the table, and then someone else takes those chips and start playing with it. Yeah. And no matter how much wealth I build... 30 generations will never know who the fuck I am. And that person is just a human being as much as the internship who just walked in. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. My kids, I'm going to know. My kids' kids, I'm going to know. Their kids, 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 kids. I have no idea who they are, bro. Right. They're just a human being on the planet for all I fucking know. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, all the chips go to the center table. Everyone's just using and abusing and we're all going to die. And so Get your hand on as many chips as is. possible. There's no way to win the game of life. The way to win is to just do what the fuck you want. Right. You don't be have happy. to be the rich man, bro. If you don't want to be rich, then don't be rich. Right. Like, if you just want to fucking smoke weed, then, bro, smoke weed. <laughs> there, there is no rules to life. There's nothing you have to abide by. Right. You know? Just be happy. There's a... There, it's tough there, for people to figure out. It's very tough. Very, very tough. But or even, even everything, like, the guy said it like this. What's trauma? Like, do, would you consider, would you consider having sex, a 40-year-old man having sex with a 15-year-old, would you consider that bad? Yeah. 200 years ago, that was normal. Yeah, 200 sure. years ago, people, 40-year-olds had sex with 15-year-olds all the time. Yeah. They had nine wives, no problem. We have made rules that that's now trauma and that that's a bad thing and that's a traumatic experience in your life. I do not share but the that's opinions just... <laughs> expressed by Zach Dingy on this episode. But I agree. Of course I fucking agree. If a 40-year-old fucks a 15-year-old, that's really bad. Yeah. But trauma and those that's just a belief system that we have all come to agree. 30 years or 500 years ago, Bro, we would be murking animals right. all day long. Or each other. You saw a squirrel, bro. Of you were shooting the fuck out of that thing. Right. And that was your food. But now it's like, 
Dude, That's you run weird. over a squirrel and my girlfriend cries in the car for an hour. <laughs> like she hates me. Like I'm a demon to her. Right. But that's just a belief system yeah. that we come to see. Absolutely, bro. We used to murder each other back when it was all tri like Native Americans were shooting each other in the heart with arrows and oh. fucking cutting each other's heads off and rolling it down Montezuma stairs yep. and all, all that crazy shit. And that was just normal. It was like, oh, Correct. it's Saturday. We're going to kill someone and sacrifice <laughs> them because it hasn't rained in a week. We would go to fucking war and like. <laughs> shit was crazy. Shit yeah, we crazy. would go to war. Like, that was a normal thing, bro. Right. You'd and now it's coming back and everybody thinks it's so crazy. Yeah. But we already did two of these world wars where we sent young we, people we to have, die all We've become so distant from history books. Like, right. bro, 80 years ago, 100 years ago, all our great-grandparents, motherfucker, at 18, they went to war. And that right. was it, you know? But right. now war is so dramatic to us. And like, oh, my God, I'm going to get drafted? Yeah. Like, that's so scary. But again, 200 years ago, that's what we knew right. life was. So we just build these belief systems. Some of that is based in, like some of these new ideals are based in morality and humanity. Yep. And some of them are based in the fact that we value human life. It's culture. It's just our culture has some changed. Some of them are just us with the, with the high beams on looking like the wrong way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. you got to take another grain of salt. Of course. Of course. A big fat grain of grain salt. Of salt. Like that big. A fucking rock. Uh, and then my last closing thought is that making a bed in the morning is overrated as fuck. Nah, fuck that. It's I love making my bed in the morning. Yeah. See, everyone says that that's everyone's answer. Did you ever read the book, Make Your Bed? Yeah, I did. I have it actually on my thing. And I used to make my bed all the time. And overrated as fuck. I go back in it every day, bro. Okay. I'm going to get home. I'm going to go in it. This guy's like, I shit every day. Why am I going to wipe my ass? Yeah, like what? I don't wipe my ass. I'm going to just that's shit different. again. if you don't wipe your ass, your ass stinks all day and you're itchy and it sucks. <laughs> Making your bed. Told you, he knows all too much. Make, okay, come on. <laughs> what are we all fucking, what are we all perfect? Uh, oh, when, you leave, when you leave your bed, bro, it doesn't affect my day. No, but when I come home and my bed is made and my it looks comfortable. You know to what's better into? for me? What? When I go out and have a successful day and make 20 grand, that makes me feel better than going home and seeing my bed made. It's true. Like all, my whole thing is the reason I'm saying it is because if you Google, if you go on YouTube and type in my morning routine, there's about 70 million videos of people's fucking special morning yeah. routines. You meet a millionaire and they're like, hey, hey, uh, Donald Trump, what's uh, your morning routine like? Like, what do you do? And they think that's supposed to change their life. Yeah. His morning routine has nothing to do with him making that much money. Right. Maybe... 0.001% has his morning routine to do with his wealth that he's Some creating. people like it to get in that mental state before they go work out. But I, I think don't really it's have heavily a, overrated. I don't have a morning routine aside from ingest caffeine. <laughs> Maybe like take a shit I think it's heavily shower. overrated. I wake up, bro. I fucking put clothes on. I leave. I go to the gym. Yeah. I don't need to write down my 10 goals or take a fucking ice bath or all that shit. <laughs> like I get it. That shit's all cool and I'm about it. But dude, it's so overrated. Yeah. It's so overrated. Like... The, from 4 to 4, 17 a.m., I'm going to be in the shower, a cold shower. And then from 7, 4, 17 to 4, 27, I'm going to be writing down my goals. And, like, people have this whole schedule that they and try to I make up. And crank one out from 4, 18 to 19. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> Clean it up. Wait, and by get one out in a minute? Who, me? Yeah. I'll do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. You can get one out in a minute. Dude, I got a busy morning. <laughs> I like to make it. Oh my god! I Rice was kidding. Candles, Are we gonna bro. get into this with the masturbating? I'm gonna skip over that, and I'm gonna give my yeah. my closing thoughts. Go ahead. You have to go into debt in your life. You, not every debt, black and white, is gonna be good or bad. There's a spectrum. Pick the fucking get as close to the good side as you can. 
That's it. Think about what you're buying. Think about where you're putting your money and, and how it's making other people money and try to avoid, I mean, paying that interest. My closing thought is don't waste time making your fucking bed. Just go back. <laughs> That's you little bitch. Yeah, if you get anything out of this, don't make your bed. Don't make your bed. Waste time. See you guys later. Hasta. Hasta.